Welcome to Parenting Your Sensitive Child. Parenting a highly sensitive child can feel overwhelming, and all the parenting books in the world can only get you so far if your head and your heart are out of alignment with your child's. I'm your host, Julia McGarry. Let's create a new parenting paradigm. Hey y'all, welcome to episode number 35. Today we're going to be talking about the mistakes that people make about emotions. Okay, I have talked about emotions and processing your emotions on this podcast before, but I want to explore another facet of it today. Today, I want to look at what happens, what assumptions get taken on board when nobody has ever taught you how to process your emotions. I want to talk about the mistakes I see my clients make about emotions that actually keep them from processing them effectively. And now, if you are one of my clients or you have been before, I want you to know that these truly are collective observations. So if you see yourself in here, it's because what has come up for you is normal and something that I see in many, many people, okay? There's no singling out here, just normalizing the experience. So let's dive in. The very first mistake that I see parents make about emotions is that they assume that expressing emotions is the same as processing them. When you express anger, when you yell, Sometimes you feel better. A lot of times you feel better, right? So it feels like there's some truth to this thought that expressing your emotions is what helps you process them, what helps you release them. And I can see why so many people adopt this belief that getting something out of your system in this way is what processing your emotions means. But it's not the only way. And... The question is, do you have a similar way of processing other emotions? Because as humans, our emotional range extends beyond anger and depression and contentment, right? And often we experience a more nuanced emotion before we feel anger. Maybe it's shame or overwhelm or disappointment And without the tools to move through those emotions when they surface and come back to a more neutral space, those emotions stick around in our body and they get amplified and eventually they become anger. Now, maybe you verbalize your more subtle emotions and this helps you take a step back before you bubble over. This is an important step and I don't want to trivialize it at all. Keep doing that. Keep doing that and allow yourself to really get curious about what you do next. Are you then taking the time to investigate what's happening internally and find your way to a neutral space? Do you get curious about how your overwhelm shows up in your body and then sit with those sensations, give them the attention they are demanding from you until they start to shift? Or... 
Are you stepping back to prevent the explosion and waiting for the challenging circumstance to pass? Are you changing your circumstances to prevent the result of you yelling? One clue that this might be what you're doing is that it's preceded by the thought, I can't handle this or this is too much for me right now. If that's what you're thinking, of course you feel overwhelmed. You then remove yourself from the situation to avoid feeling more overwhelmed and ultimately getting angry. And then the result you create is that you don't handle the situation. And this is an okay place to be. It's especially an okay place to be if your goal is just to stop yelling at your kids. But if your goal is to create a more connected relationship, if your goal is to teach them how to regulate their own emotions, you do that through co-regulation, through regulating your emotions so that they can use that as an anchor to then start regulating their emotions and you're not quite there yet. And this is where the work is. This is where your work is. So that's the first mistake that I see, right? The second mistake or misconception that I want to talk about and I see all the time is when people equate the processing of an experience with the processing of emotions. A lot of you think that in order to process an emotion, you have to work through what happened to create the emotion in the first place. And I want to offer that these are two separate things. And if processing an emotion feels unsafe for you, if you worry that it's going to open a can of worms and take you into a dark space, then you're probably tying the two things together. I will just throw in this this side note. If you have experienced significant trauma, it might be harder for you to separate the experience of what like what created the emotion, the trauma that you experienced with how you you feel it in your body, how you perceive it in your body you may not actually be able to go into your body at all. It may truly feel unsafe. And I want to be clear for you that I'm not saying you should push past that or that you are somehow flawed, right? This may not be your work yet, and that's okay. But having the awareness of this possibility that you can process an emotion without rehashing what happened to create it means that it's available to you when you are ready. Another mistake I see people and parents making is that they believe their thoughts about their readiness to process an emotion. Processing emotions can be uncomfortable and it can feel like work. Combine that with your brain's programming to protect you, to keep you safe as its number one job, and you get thoughts about waiting. Your brain wants you to wait until you're ready because you believe it will be difficult or uncomfortable and that feels unsafe. But the alternative is carrying the emotion with you or the emotions with you until they fade from your awareness or find release in other ways. So now that we've covered these misconceptions, I want to offer you some thoughts that can help you build a new relationship with your emotions. First, at their most basic, your emotions are just energetic 
vibrations in your body, they don't disappear when you ignore them. If you can believe that an emotion is a vibration in your body, you can let yourself get curious about it. I recommend starting with safe emotions, especially if this still feels kind of scary. Choose a time of day when you're feeling neutral, when you feel safe, and take five minutes to ask yourself what you are actually feeling. Put a name to it and then ask yourself how it shows up in your body. Where do you feel it? What does it feel like? What color is it? Does it have a shape or a texture? And what happens when you sit with it and observe it? Can you stick with it until it dissipates? I've covered this before in previous episodes, but it really is an important skill. So I feel it's important to walk you through it again here. If you can build a practice around feeling and processing your emotions in those neutral moments, feeling and processing the emotions that feel safe, that feel neutral, emotions like calm or maybe bored, then you start to develop the ability to access them even in moments that don't feel so neutral too. And notice I said that they don't feel neutral. We have a strong tendency to avoid leaning into positive emotions as well as negative emotions. So I want you to think about how much would change for you if you really let yourself feel your joy. If you really celebrated your wins, even the small ones. If all you take away from this episode is permission to feel joy and celebrate and really lean into it, and you really integrate that, it will have a huge impact on your experience of life and parenting. Okay, so the last thought I want to leave you with is a big one. So make sure you're listening, especially if you fall into the I can't handle this or this is too much camp. I want you to try this thought on and borrow it if it fits. You ready? I am willing to feel it all. And because I'm willing to feel anything that arises, I know I can handle anything that arises too. I'll say that again. I think it's really important because so often our reluctance to feel difficult emotions is what gets in our way of being able to handle any situation that arises within our families. Okay, so the thought again, write it down if you need to so you can remember it. I am willing to feel it all. And because I'm willing to feel anything that arises, I know I can handle anything that arises too. How might this be true for you already? Let yourself think about that. Let yourself try this thought on and see where it takes you. Okay, I hope you have a wonderful week. I will catch you in the next episode. Do you feel like you're parenting 24-7 and you're still not sure your child is getting what they need? 
Are you ready to stop parenting reactively and start living in partnership with your sensitive child? Are you ready to reclaim time for yourself and time for your dreams? Then you're going to want to explore coaching with me. I help my clients tune out all the noise, better understand their kids, build a parenting strategy that meets their family's specific needs, and do the mindset work necessary to implement that strategy consistently without sacrificing themselves in the process. To get started, just head over to partnerpath.com, click on coaching, and get your free consultation set up. Let's get to know each other.